It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. You can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with the code SHERDOG. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover non-stop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the King of Sportsbooks. Use the code SHERDOG and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help uh, in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. Hello there everybody, Sean Sheehan back here with another episode of the Sheehan Show and today it's a little bit of a different one as we're going, uh, we're just going to look ahead to the big one championship card coming up this weekend, uh, 1157 uh, and I'm kind of just going to give you a quick you know, 10-15 minute uh, episode here, just kind of giving you the lineup of this card because there's lots of different things on this one. There's lots of kickboxing, there's a, a bit of MMA, and obviously some grappling as well. And I've reached out to some of my friends who maybe know more about that stuff than <laughs> than, than I do for uh, uh for for a little bit of help with this one. Obviously, me covering mostly MMA these days. But do you know what? Uh, you know, watching the one cards during uh during the last few months, and especially. Uh, the, the Demetrius Johnson card and, you know, we saw Stamp Fairtex and Andrea Lee and uh, and others as well. I, I kind of enjoyed some, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I won't lie, I'm not the biggest kickboxing fan in the world, but I enjoyed seeing a couple of kickboxing fights. Then you come into doing a bit of MMA and then you, you know, you see a bit of grappling earlier on in the night or whatever. It's a little bit different. And in MMA, I've said this throughout on a couple of different episodes of the Sheehan Show recently and on other shows uh, over on Severe MMA as well. I'm a big fan of people making things like a little bit different and doing it differently. Now, one I see do it differently a lot. Um, but we have so much UFC, we have so much Bellator these days to see different fights and different things on the same card and to see things done a little bit of a different way. I, I, I enjoy that. And I think it's something that we probably, uh, we need to see more of, honestly, because it's too samey these days. And, uh, that's, I don't think that's very, very, uh, I don't think that's good for anyone. So, to, to see uh, one doing a little bit differently is very good. Also, 
what a massive time for one as well there's reports coming out that they had signed a deal with uh, amazon uh you know so there's going to be prime time Amer- uh, prime time american cards coming up so it's a massive massive time for for one championship we'll see what the moves from them are going to be over the next while there's obviously massive money being put into one championship we'll see if they can start you know obviously with that deal they're going to start making some of that money back We'll see where the promotion goes over the next couple of years. And, you know, Amazon, we, we all know everyone probably has Amazon either on you know, Amazon Prime or, uh, you know, watch it on their TV or their, their you know, their, their uh, smart TV or whatever it might be. And uh, if it's easy, if it's free and everything like that, it's fantastic. It's been a big issue, not just for one championship, for lots of different promotions, even Bellator. It's very hard to get Bellator here in Ireland, you know, so... Amazon Prime is a place we all know and we can all get to and it's very very easy now they obviously haven't started that yet but when they do I think it's a it's a it's going to be a game changer for one honestly I think they're going to get lots of people in and the ease of watching is also a massive thing I think uh, for for MMA because you would think in 2022 all these promotions worldwide would have it packed down at this stage, but they absolutely don't. And uh, I think that'll be, you know, obviously we'll remain, it remains to be seen how all these things go, whether it's one or whoever it might be. But uh, it can, uh, it, it's exciting times, definitely for one championship. And if you're looking at it from a business point of view, I know we have the Fight Business Podcast here on Sherdog and, um, you know, and, and other people doing great uh, work in, in that area as well in mixed martial arts. Very exciting to see where, um, you know, the business of one plus the fight. Also, like, with this additional money, will they be signing people? Like, could Francis Ngannou be up, uh, available in the next while? Will one make a, a play for him? Like, you know, Conor McGregor and far from being out of his contract now, maybe that'll be a step too far, but we'll, we'll see and you'd never know. And, uh, you know, it's exciting times for for MMA. Um, and this weekend at, at one one five seven, the top three uh, bouts on this one, I suppose, are big Mai Tai bouts. Uh, the flyweight... World Grand Prix quarterfinal is on. The uh, strawweight World Championship fight is on. Sanchai obviously is in uh, is in that one, and then uh, the featherweight uh, championship fight as well. We've uh, Jimmy Vianney uh, from France against uh, Panjichi, whose names I just destroyed, is in that one. Now Jacob Smith obviously from the UK as well is in uh, is up against Rotang, and Sanchai is against Joseph Lazeri from uh, they say here on the, on the website Italy slash Morocco, and I kind of like that as well. You know, we often hear people talking about world champions, and you know. It might be two Americans fighting or it might be you know two people from Thailand or whatever it might be now that there's nothing wrong with that if they're the two best in the world but it's great to see people from other countries coming in like there's three Thai guys here in the, the left hand side of the bracket and three other guys from uh, you know f- b- France Italy and United Kingdom so Europe-ish uh, I suppose you would call it um, taking them on and that's that's very good to see and I love that Rotang is a guy I'll be tuning in to see because I saw him against Demetrius Johnson uh I enjoyed his style, I enjoyed how he fought, and I'm interested to see him fight again. And I think that's a massive part of what they did well with that card and with that matchup. I think, you know, I'm not sure if the, the Mai Tai or the kickboxing crowd did feel the same and want to watch Demetrius Shanson now. Maybe they already knew him. <laughs> I know, but I, I knew I, I knew of Rotang. I obviously did the podcast myself and Ian talked about him and Ian was a big fan of him. Uh, my guy, Ian O'Neill, and the you know, kickboxing community. But me, as I said at the start of this, not the biggest kickboxing guy in the world. But now I'd want to watch him again because I've seen that about. So that's, I think, smart by one. I think one need to do more of those kind of, um, what would you call them? 
freak show is the wrong there, it wasn't a freak show fight it, it, by no means was a freak show fight but those kind of mixed rules fights people in MMA want to see them we're always talking about them we're always saying oh you know if Tyson Fury fought um, with four ounce gloves in a cage against Francis Ngannou who would win and all of that one can go and they can answer those questions and they have fighters who are willing to do it as well so why not why not let's do it let's, uh, let, let's see them do it here um uh, other parts then of the card as well. Let's go down through it here. Uh, I reached out to my good friend uh, Andrew McGann to ask him about the uh, grappling side uh, of this as well. And there's two big grappling bouts on this. One is Gary Tonin against Tyria Royatolo, and the other is Cade Royatolo uh, against Shinyaoki. Now, uh, Andrew, uh, I had a, a quick chat with him and he was telling me about this that the uh, Royatolo brothers are out of Andre Galvao's uh, Ados gym. And uh, obviously Gary Tonin is one of the, the Dan Herdette squad that have been going around for a long time. And there's a big rivalry between the two of those. Um, and it's interesting. You know, one have obviously made a big push into grappling over the last while. Grappling is a thing that has taken off by itself, I think, a lot in the last while. You know, we, we've we heard of, the, obviously, the Dan Herdette squad. But it, it seems like there's more guys making more money because there's more people training. And that's very good. I remember back in the day when I started watching MMA. You know, grappling was was always big, and you saw, him, you know, who, who, uh, the big grappling matches, the Gracies, whatever it might have been back in the day. Grappling, or remember De- who was it? Diego was was it Galvo with Diego Sanchez grappling? I don't know. I always I always forget. But um, I, they used to be bigger, and then the you know, Meta Morris came in, and we had the Eddie Bravo thing, and we had other things as well, and uh, there were always things people wanted to see. Remember when John Jones did a bit of grappling with um with Dan Henderson on the Chelsea and thing, people were dying to see that. They really wanted to see it. And I think putting the best against the best here on these one cards is, you know, it can be only good. And as well, it's a little bit different. Now, um, Shinya Aoki, we obviously, we, we saw Shinya the last time out in MMA and it maybe didn't go, uh, <laughs> it didn't go great for him. But, I I believe, uh, and I I don't know much about this. It's hard to see now, but I believe Kedra Tolo is uh, is on a different level to Shinya Yoki in twenty twenty two. When we're talking about grappling, and my guy Andrew McGann tells me that that one is going to be a one sided beatdown. But he also told me that this Tolo Tonin um, lightweight submission grappling matchup is going to be anything but that. Um, back and forth. I was told. I, th- I was told it could be a draw. So let's. Uh, if Andrew McGann is wrong, we, we you can give out to him about that. Um, I want to get to a couple of the MMA fights uh, in a second, and one especially. Uh, but there are uh, another few uh, Muay Thai um, bouts on this with Jonathan Haggerty against Walter uh, Goncalves, um, Guto Inocencia, who you know we know who's been uh, around fighting for a long time. He's fighting Red Opisk. Uh, one, uh, there's uh, another couple as well. We have um. Uh, Superlek is taking on attacking uh, uh, Naito, uh, even. Um, the Flyweight Mai Tai World Grand Prix quarterfinal, that's a, one of those as well. The other uh, quarterfinal as well, I mentioned one earlier, is Savas Michael against Amir uh, Naziri. There is a featherweight kickbox match between David Kerara and Mohamed Abutsa. Um, the f- oh, another alternate bout then um, is uh, Panpayak against uh, Jose Cruz. Uh, in that one, and uh, also Dennis Puric coming out of uh, Bosnia-Herzegovina by way of uh, Canada has taken on the Kyrgyzstani uh, Kabutov in that one there. Uh, some of the my, uh, MMA fights then, uh, we've Robin Catalan taking on uh, El Puta 
Sirgar uh, in obviously the uh, the strawweight division. And it's you know if you see that strawweight division, uh, you know strawweight slash one twenty five over in Manasi, we know that the, the weight divisions are a little bit different uh, over there. But those are the best people in the world at that division fighting over there now. Um, uh, uh, Sirgar is is four and two in his career. Lost his last one uh, earlier this year. Um, uh, Catalan similarly has a nine and seven record, so he's been yeah, he's been going at it for for a, a long time. It's very hard to get fights as well because there aren't many, uh, I suppose, people at that size uh, doing it. But you know that should be a that should be a good matchup. They both have you know finishes recently. Um, uh, Catalan won a, his uh, penultimate fight there by a head kick, and uh, you know Saigar as well got won by a rear naked choke in the uh, in the first in the fight of his before that as well. So you know that'll be an interesting one, I suppose, to keep an eye on there. Um, Strawweight fight in between uh, Nat um, Karasak and Zeba uh, Bano as well out of India. Um, the 115 pound fight in against uh, between Asaroka and Alice Anderson. Now, I a lot of people uh, rate this Anderson. Uh, she's five and two in her career. Um, she's got a lot of people on her side. She fought uh, Itsuki Hirata last time out and won championship, ended up losing. But before that, she fought Katie Saul, who uh, I know trains here in uh, in Ireland. She's obviously the partner of Brad Katoni. She trains out of SBG Ireland. She's a very, very good fighter. You know, Maybe she doesn't have the record to show for it. I think she was uh, I think she 3-3 three three coming into this fight. And it was a very close fight as well in Invicta back in 2019. But she won that fight, you know, and it was a, a very good win. And if you win that sort of fight... Um, you know, I think it. I, I think it says a lot, and we'd be looking forward to, to seeing her coming back here. She obviously, she, you know, she's good on the ground. She's a uh, triangle choke win over over Stephanie Alba, and uh, you know, she's had what one three fights in Invicta. Now she's gone two and one there, so one championship. Obviously, delighted to have her, and uh, let's see where she goes. I suppose with them, and let's see if they can push her because they've done a great job pushing to, uh, some women's MMA over the last while like that Andrea Lee fights uh, Sam Fairtex I'm a big fan of hers after coming out of that as well uh, and maybe uh, Elise Anderson is is the next one to come out there as well uh, I think Wonder Girl was supposed to be on this uh, f- uh, card as well I'm not, not if that fight is still happening or not but you know she's obviously very good uh, MMA pr- or a uh, kickboxing practitioner and she's will be coming over into, uh, into MMA now I believe as well um so aside from that, let's move up the card and talk about a couple of the other uh, MMA fights on it. And I think we only have one or two left. So the the one the one we do have left, and I'll, I'll run you through. Um, well, well, I've run through most of the card now, but I'll I'll, I'll finish off with this, and it's the Marcus Almeida, uh, Hugo Acuna uh, fight. Um, and I went back and obviously watched both of them. We know Marcus Almeida Buchecha. I know him best from being Luke Thomas's favorite fighter. To be honest, her favorite grappler anyway. Um, and this guy is an absolute animal altogether. You know, he's he's grappling. I think Luke described him as the the best heavyweight or one of the best heavyweight grapplers of all time. Anyway, um, uh, and I don't know about that, but I went and I watched his uh, his two MMA fights, and I watched some of Hugo Kuna as well. No, let's go to Kuna first because I suppose Bucheche is the is the guy and the one I suppose everyone will want to hear about. But um, Kuna, <laughs> I, I suppose not the best thing in the world for him, but he's a good wrestler. <laughs> he probably doesn't want to be wrestling um, Marcus Salmeida, but he can wrestle. He's a good single leg. He's big and he's strong, uh, and he's heavy. 
when he gets the fight to the ground as well and against the cage and he looks to have good jiu-jitsu and he'll certainly need it here uh, I'm afraid in this one but from the outside I wouldn't say he's the best striker in the world I wouldn't say he's the worst striker in the world either he's a nice like teep to the body he tries to use his size pretty well and he does kick well from what I've seen of him now I haven't seen a whole bunch of him what I have been able to, to see I, I went and I watched um but that's dangerous. If you're going kicking and if you are a kicker to go in there and fight a jiu-jitsu artist like Buchecha, it's probably not going to be uh, a wise move <laughs> for you there. Um, and Buchecha then, I haven't watched him. I was very impressed by his wrestling. You know, I, I see a lot of jiu-jitsu guys and, uh, you know, I always say jiu-jitsu doesn't work in MMA at the very top level. But if you can add a very good setup game to it and if you have very good takedowns, and especially the heavyweight division, it can work for you. You know, if you can get the fight to the ground and you are as good as Bucheche is there, it will work for you. So I w- I've been impressed by him. I've been impressed by how uh, good he is to set it up. But I've also been impressed by him on the ground and not the grappling aspect of it. The ground and pound aspect of it. Tron does, you know, knees to the head of the ground and opponents over and one as well, which, you know, some people love and some people hate. I, I I don't I'm not the biggest advocate for him, but then I see him I'm like, yes, I am I am a big advocate for him. But uh, he lands uh he lands him very well, those knees to the body as well, and you know, another thing Luke absolutely loves. Um but yeah, I've been very impressed with his ground about. We haven't seen much jujitsu out of him because the two fights he won by submission, the submissions were basically on straight away, and that was that. Uh, he won by a north north south choke and then kind of a rear naked choke slash neck crank kind of job uh, in his uh, in in both of his fights. So um, look, you would probably fancy uh, Bucheche to take this fight to the ground and submit Hugo Kuna uh, pretty early, I would say. But it's a test for him, you know, I think Kuna is, what, 7-1 and one now, uh, in his, or 6-1, and one, sorry, in his career, I believe. Uh, so that's, a, you know, that's, that's a good test for someone with only uh, two wins uh, so far in their career, and a guy who is, you know, pro, pro, uh, primarily uh, a jiu-jitsu artist. So, uh, very interesting bout, and uh, I think that's topping the MMA section of the card anyway. So, I'm, uh, I'm sure everyone will be looking forward to that. So, yeah, those are the fights anyway coming up this weekend on One Championship. Uh, if you're tuning, let me know what you think of the card. If you like the uh, the grappling mixed with the Muay Thai, mixed with the kickboxing, mixed with the MMA, uh, I'd be interested to know uh, if uh, if you enjoy that as much as maybe I enjoy it as well. It's early morning here as well, I think, in Ireland, so it's, it's handy out. It's great if I can get any early morning MMA, I'll take it. So, um, All right, I will leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. I am, my name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com. I'll see you all next time.